Welcome to POP. My name is Pastor Tony Katko, and this is a shortened version of our sermon from April 24th. If you want a fun way to spend an afternoon, just Google the phrase, you had one job, and you'll see things like a cheeseburger where the cheese is melted on the outside of the bun, or street signs where the word stop is spelled wrong. Ridiculous things like that. Because when we say you had one job, what we mean is you had one job and you blew it. So we're starting a new series called You Had One Job because it's not hard to imagine Jesus coming back and seeing how so many Christians are acting and telling us the same thing. Look, people, you had one job to love one another and you blew it. We want to explore in this series how to come back to that core principle of loving like Jesus and hopefully avoid some of those epic fails. But I want to start off today with some caution because it is really easy to point our fingers at those other Christians who we think are hypocrites. But even though that might feel really good, it's not helpful. And Jesus warns us against doing that. He tells us, do not judge so that you may not be judged. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? If you expect other people to change, well then first we have to be willing to change. For those of you who don't know, Peace is a part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, or the ELCA. Now I grew up going to ELCA churches, but before I went to seminary, I didn't really know much about it or about the Lutheran Church in general. But the more I learned about our church, the more I came to love it. I love the history of how Lutherans started as this movement of reformation, where people were willing to take risks and speak truth to those in power. I love how Lutherans tend to interpret the Bible through this lens of grace. And I love things about our denomination within the Lutheran Church. I love that we've been ordaining women since 1970. We've had openly gay pastors since 2009. Many ELCA churches are known for accepting people that other churches don't. And of course, we're not perfect, but I am really proud overall to be a part of the ELCA. But before we get too proud, we should also remember that Dylan Roof and his family are members of an ELCA congregation. Back in 2015, Dylan attended a Bible study at an African Methodist Episcopal church. And despite being a stranger, this young white kid who was different from everyone there, he was welcomed in and joined in this Bible study for about an hour. And then he took out his gun and killed nine people in that Bible study. He later said he was hoping to start a race war. And he said he almost didn't go through with the plan because the people were so nice to him. But he did it anyway because he felt it was his duty. Now this doesn't mean that we blame Dylan's pastor or we blame his denomination. No, his evil thoughts and actions, those are on him. But I think there is something to be said that he is a member of the ELCA, one of us. So I really believe that we have a lot going for us as a church, but we also have work to do within ourselves. So let's shift gears and think about this in another way. Just like we shouldn't assume that Christians like us always get the main thing right, 
We also shouldn't assume Christians that are not like us always get the main thing wrong. A lot of the time, we learn one thing about a person, and based on that one thing, we put them in this box. Like we learn where they live, or their politics, or where they go to church. And without even realizing it, we decide whether we think they're a good person or not. But a lot of the time, people will surprise you if you let them. There's this person I know that comes to mind whose opinions about pretty much everything are the polar opposite of how I see things. His politics, his views about God and the Bible, they just don't match up with mine at all. But I also know that there's this older woman who needed a lot of help and didn't have anyone. And there was a good reason she didn't have anyone. She was the kind of person who pushed people away, who could be really mean and manipulative. But this other person who was very different from me, he met this woman and for the rest of her life, he did everything he could to help her. He gave her rides, he helped her move more than once. And when she was really mean to the staff at the home she was staying, he would come in and try to smooth things over. At the end of, his, his, at the end of her life, he even became the power of attorney for her to take care of all those end of life details. And he did all that for her even when she could be really mean to him because he believed that's what Jesus would do. You keep loving and forgiving, especially the people who have no one else. Not because they deserve it, but just because that's what Jesus would do. So someone like this person, they might get a lot of the details wrong, but he got his one job as a disciple right. He showed love for his neighbor in need. Now, I like to think that that's where I'd fall. Even though I'm sure I miss some of the details, I at least get the main things right about being a Christian. But honestly, I'm not sure I do, at least not all the time. So what happens when we blow it, when we fail spectacularly at being disciples? I think for that answer, we can look at Peter. When Jesus was arrested, Peter had a sword with him and he swung and cut off someone's ear, which is ridiculous. It's completely the missing, missing the point of what Jesus was about. Jesus taught to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute you, to turn the other cheek. So Jesus tells Peter off and then he heals this person's ear. And then after that, Peter denies he knows Jesus three times, betraying his friend. So when Jesus comes back from the dead, he asks Peter three times, do you love me? so Peter can redeem himself for those three denials. And each time Peter says, yes, of course, I love you. And then Jesus responds, then feed my sheep. And at the end of this conversation, Jesus tells Peter, follow me. Jesus gives Peter another chance. It doesn't matter how bad Peter had messed things up. There's always this open invitation to try again and follow Jesus. You see, sometimes, despite our best intentions, we will blow it. We fail at that one main job of loving one another. But Jesus always offers us this open invitation. Try again. I forgive you. I still love you. Follow me. May the grace and peace of the risen Christ be with you now and always as we hear this calling to follow Amen.